de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi. Hello. Am I supposed to go? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Is this the beginning? So you said, hold on. So I was like, all right. Um, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 63. How is everyone? Fantastic. I actually feel like I don't know you anymore because it's been so long. Has it been so long? I think so because we had a break and then we we're in New York and so it feels like we haven't really recorded. We came back. We recorded. Oh, yeah. you. But you took a trip. You'd be out here at World Traveling. I wish. I have a lot of anxiety, so it makes it a lot less fun than I planned for it to well. be. Um, anyways, thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> I'm grateful to travel, even with my anxiety. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is Rafael Retweet Tamayo. You said my name right. Do you are want me you? to say it wrong? Are you? Eva, are you okay? No, I'm not. This is a cry for help. <laughs> okay whatever anyways what? how are you rafa i'm doing good how are you i feel like you're doing better now that we had an amazing interview i am doing better yeah thank you shout out to our guest yeah. who you will hear more about soon yes um i am doing well thanks for asking pal i i definitely am feeling what i'm reading this script and you put rafael you have blonde hair now <laughs> What? Don't spill the beans. I haven't read it yet. You're an oh, actor. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to. Uh, okay, ready? Okay, let's. We, we can act. <laughs> like it. Okay. Rafa, you have blonde hair now. You're so different. Uh, I haven't talked to you in decades. What's your internal temperature? I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for meme mood. Rafi? Just, I, I want to say on your performance, I feel like you could have done a little bit better. I know you took I'm theater. sorry I wasn't in Selena at eight years old. That has nothing to do with talent. It does. It has everything to do with you talent. You had some theater classes, so. I did. I haven't been in a while. My monologue game was always trash. Um, My meme mood is... This shark puppet <laughs> meme that uh -huh. I showed y'all earlier. It's already always laugh. Facebook. <laughs> Pat's already laughing. It was pretty funny. Um, the homie Marcela tagged me in it and she was oh like, God. I thought of you and I understand why people it's would think of me. It's a total Rafa meme. It, it really is. is. So I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it twice. <laughs> Go ahead and copy the link and send it to Daisy too. I will. Daisy, are we friends on Facebook? You don't have Facebook. It's okay. She's Gen Z. <laughs> They're not. Don't attack to. her on the. <laughs> That's not an attack. There's nothing she wrong. thought she was a millennial. I thought I was a millennial. It's Sorry. okay. I, I do have you. You do. Okay. Sorry. I. It's. I'm not. This is getting way off track. Can you tell us yes, your meme? Sorry. Okay. Oh, we are friends. Cool. Oh Dang. my god. Chill out, photo. All right, I'm going to If you, you don't get thing. back on the show. Back to my meme mood. I'm going to play it. Guys, we have to be careful. Someone here is possessed by an owl. Who? That's the thing. We don't... <laughs> this is a very visual to me. Guys, we have to be careful. Someone What's happening? Someone here is possessed by an owl. 
Who? That's the thing. We don't. And it's a shark with ugly <laughs> teeth, a puppet, a hammerhead shark. Yeah. <laughs> Dominique's looking through our interns, our OC3 interns looking through the window like, what the hell are y'all doing? It's a meme of like a puppet shark saying that someone's impersonating an owl. And then a hammerhead shark says, who? And then he's like, that's the thing. We don't. And then he freaks out and he's like, holy shit. Same. And it zooms in on him. It's really dumb. It is. I'm glad you know that. <laughs> I was getting worried for but a minute. But it's amazing. And it's and my meme. Great content. The caption I agree with. It says, God, my humor is trash. <laughs> and that is correct. I'm tagging someone that's going to appreciate this. So, Daisy, I went ahead and tagged you. <laughs> I, record, I appreciated it. I kept laughing okay. earlier. The, I do appreciate it. For the it. record, I appreciated it the first two times. <laughs> and then I kept wanting to watch And it. now we're at eight times and it's not as good anymore. Well, you're welcome. Um, well, I'm going to go to my me mood. And mine is a lot more iconic of an animal, in my opinion. Wait a minute. More iconic than a shark? Oh, my God. This is also great. It's a little oh, raccoon. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yes. All the So the funny thing is Marcella also put me onto these busted flute recorder. It's hilarious. Missing Impossible themes. Yeah. And the first one I saw was when they're changing the tire out <laughs> while they're it. driving. What? But yeah, all of these like busted it's Mission a Impossible flute. Climbing Legends. some kind of construction with the flute Mission Impossible theme. Yes. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. I want to know why he went up there in the first Look place. Look at him. Look at yeah. him thriving. I want to know the preface to that story. Miko. He <laughs> does a freaking. So, some of y'all know. Y'all know that. Is it? Anyways, <laughs> it that... makes me want to watch Over the Hedge. Oh my god, I forgot oh my about gosh, that movie. Over the Hedge. My did anybody like, watch that movie? <laughs> me. Yes. It was like pick, not Pixar. It was DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. I was Jesus. the one person. I, I saw it in theaters. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that good though. DreamWorks best production is Shrek. We all know this. Yeah, true. Um, those are our meme moods for today. And last episode, we actually. Brought in some pals quickly to discuss all the exciting upcoming events we have going on. And we'll get into that more again later. But we also re-aired a really important podcast episode, which I feel very passionate about. Um, and I re-listened to it again, kind of. And I was like, oh, this shit still slaps. Um, Rafa, did you listen to it? No, because you hate me. Why are you trying to call me out? I just like honesty. That's all. No, I never listened to anything. Okay, great. Um, he only has to listen to it 10,000 times while he's editing. But he didn't have to edit this one. That's why I asked. It was already edited. I'm pretty sure he still probably listened to it, though. No, I don't listen to any podcast, including ours. There you go. Oh, okay. I don't listen to any of Fun them. Fun facts from Rafael Tamayo. We love his support here. <laughs> um, anyways, it was a really great episode, and I love the feedback I get from that one particularly because a lot of people ha never have a discussion on fatness, and so a lot of people are like, thank you for having that. Um, so if you haven't listened, I encourage it. Um, I need to do a part two when Favi comes into town. We are. We're planning. We're hopefully going to make it happen. Make Mike that comes from LA. Um, but we've all been really busy here and in our personal lives. But more importantly, there's so much happening in the world. Um, and it feels like a strange gift to be unraveling all of this as far as the podcast goes and sharing and telling stories with you all for the past couple of years through the Colores Radio. And um, like I said earlier, we have an amazing guest lined up for today. Mr. Carlo Ramos was with us for a lovely interview. Mr. Dallas photographer King himself. 
And if you know anything about Dallas nightlife and Dallas photography in general, you know that he's popping. Um, but before we get into that interview, we have to sip on some of that good, good. <laughs> that took a long time. Um, the juice. Are y'all ready for El Juguito? This is the juice where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Alrighty. So as usual, we like to start with the really rough news. Um, it's kind of weird because we recorded that brief intro on the day this event happened, uh, which was the El Paso shooting. Um, and we had kind of, I didn't get really any information, but I think you had mentioned something happened and then yeah. Shanice was like, something happened. Yeah. But it wasn't until I went home and like went on Twitter and just started reading shit. And right. I was like fucked up after that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to take this. It's a lot. And I don't want to cover it too much because I'm sure we all know about what happened already. Um, to me, the most terrifying part of it is that this boy came from Plano, um, which is not far from us here in Dallas. And um, pur- purposely attacked our people. Like, there's no other way to say it besides that this young white supremacist boy um particularly sought out to kill mexicans um which i think there's even a discussion as far as that goes on how people see people right and colorism and who he qualified as that but specifically how he went to el paso to to do this um and the hate that exists in our in our region and it is so fucked up that there's not much more to say to me than to be having a discussion on white supremacy and toxic masculinity and what all this propaganda around guns creates because everything that the president is saying is just what's existed forever and he's just the puppet that's saying it um and and people like this monster are just empowered um to do whatever the fuck they want to do since they see this, say, since they see us as less than human. <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah, all of that, and I think it, it's what's to me the most scary thing about it is that um, when you f- the idea that you think that we're better than that, knowing that we're different, knowing that we don't get along as people. Knowing that we have differences, but at least having the human decency to be respectful of someone's life. You feel like there's enough of us that understand that, that we can try to, you know, be somewhat peaceful in the way that we move forward. We're moving forward. Like we're evolving. Um, But it's almost like the more intelligent we are as human beings, the stupider we get because of this propaganda and this messaging and these ideas that embolden people whose like hate is grounded in something so like shallow. So the idea that we can literally be on the path to repeating history and, you know, going back to times when we thought we'd never see things like this happen again. And, 
understand that we live so close to people that hate us so much that they're willing to like rob people of the basic like their their of their life um is is terrifying mm-hmm. like i get it like violence happens all the time and it it it's a global problem and people are persecuted and all of these things happen um and granted it's happening to us here and so i think you know as americans we we have this idea like oh we're too good for that or this isn't supposed to be happening in our backyard um but it's like it's just crazy to see how things get so fucked up and yes we're not all supposed to be on the same page but this is just ridiculous when the leadership of our country like is literally supporting white supremacy it's like you thought that we at least knew better Mm-mm. but we That's don't what we're founded on yeah um, which less than 24 hours, there was also a shooting in Dayton. I believe that one was also predominantly um, black people, if I'm not mistaken, or POC at least as well, that were targeted. I could be speaking out of my ass. Once I read about this, I was traveling, and so I was completely triggered like the rest of the week, and I kind of stopped watching stuff. Um, but with that said, a lot of those things mirror what's happening in Dallas quite a bit, Um as we've said in the past few episodes, the violence and murder rate is incredibly high here in Dallas right now. Um, uh, a young, a young, a child, a, a little girl was killed, um, a nine-year-old, and then there was a police murder, um, a police, uh, a state trooper shot someone in South Dallas recently. Um, the there's just so much shit happening and it all works hand in hand to me. And our fucking mayor is calling for more cops and more state troopers. And it's like, what is that going to do? What is that solving? Why is it that these systems that oppress us are your only answer to help the systems that are already oppressing us? Um, It doesn't make any sense to me. I know with Eric Garner, they just fired the cop that murdered him. And it's just Mm -hmm. like all these things work hand in hand. And none of these justice systems are actually fucking just. And even the people that are quote unquote liberal and progressives aren't actually fighting for the shit that they need to be fighting for. There's only a handful of them that are. And they're seen as really radical. And then the president's saying that they're anti-American. And it's just like this terrifying ass time to live in. And it really feels hopeless. And I honestly, that's why I said what I said earlier is that it feels like a gift to be able to tell the stories of the people in this city, because that is the only thing that's giving us hope right now, Um, at least for myself, because this shit is draining to know that your people are under attack and the people doing the murderings are up the street. They are up the street. You walk with them. You probably serve them. You feed them. You went to school with them. And we know we know that they walk among us and we're just letting it happen. Um, So that's a lot of really heavy stuff and I could get really in depth with it all. um, But a a lot of it is really triggering. And if you're anything like me, you're kind of in a state of like anxiety right now and you feel really like shaky a lot. Um, It's really kind of scary, but I think that, the humanity is what's missing and, and connecting with community. And we keep seeing that and saying that with everybody we're talking to is that, that personal passion, that drive and that love for humanity to really keep going. Because if we don't 
love and take care of one another, um, it's not going to get better. Um, with that said, our city of Dallas has a lot of bullshit on their hands. They don't like to face. Um, I meant to talk about it last episode and I didn't get to, um, I've been working with some lovely activists, um, in the area to kind of discuss the budget here in Dallas. So I had my dear pal, Sarah McCurria send me some of the facts of the bullshit they're trying to pass as the budget for this year. The majority of our budget in the city of Dallas goes to who? Does anybody know? Cops. Police. Safety, which is cops. I don't know about you, but police do not make me feel safe. I often feel scared and paranoid. Um, I'm not saying this to like incite negative feelings for you. I don't know what it'll incite in you. However, I think we need to radically reimagine what our safety what our freedom looks like because the things we've been doing is not working and creating or asking for more of the same thing is not going to be the answer either so with that said I wanted to list off some of the um, facts my dear friend Sarah sent me she said if the budget were a person it would be a fuck boy here is why if you know Sarah that is very Sarah is esque um the budget is 3.8 million public safety aka police pac-man is eating up all the resources 61 of percent 61 percent of it goes to public safety public safety should not only be a response to crime it should be an investment in our neighborhoods and things that actually make us feel safer the current public public safety strategies are reactive not proactive and more policing doesn't actually bring violent crime rates down that is a statistic known throughout the nation the increased patrol from texas rangers didn't stop the senseless death of a nine-year-old bradonia bennett and two days ago a 20-year-old black man was shot and killed during a traffic stop by texas rangers <clears throat> people need jobs grocery stores parks and rec meeting places 24-hour recreation centers bomb-ass libraries of the future shout out to library bay pat hey. mental health clinics can you all imagine if we actually funded mental health clinics for people that's one thing i've been talking about we With can't even imagine life. that, though, because they don't care to do it. Only 14% of the budget is budgeted for quality of life. 14%. It gets worse. There is currently about 900 k in parks and rec for, scholar for scholarships. So if you can't afford to access the pools and facilities, you can tap into the fund. They want to cut that and they want to add more park rangers aka police instead of passes so where do those young kids hang out remember we have a teen curfew we talked about that a few episodes ago as well if you're a, if you just look suspicious past like 9 p.m they can they can put a record on you essentially um in summary if the <laughs> she's so funny in summary if the budget were a person it would be a fuck boy because one it does not invest in the people of dallas i.e better infrastructure arts and culture libraries affordable housing job programs not just service jobs mental health etc two limited view of public safety we can't police away poverty and homelessness the city needs to stop criminalizing black and brown trans youth me and you your mama and your cousins too three a fund that is not hurting is tax increment finance districts tiffs um this is one way tax taxpayer money gets moved into developers pockets 
Like a few years ago, the Statler Hilton Hotel got $46.5 million in city incentives to redevelop the historic property into a flagship hotel, high-end condominiums, fine restaurants, entertainment, and upscale shopping. Huh? Condominiums. What did I say? Condominiums. <laughs> Damn. It's been He's a long night. And it's $3.8 billion. <laughs> I think you had said million earlier. It's billion. It was billion? For what? Billion, the budget. Did I say million? Yeah. Did she write million? She did. It's a Billy. My bad. A Billy. Um, how did that help us is what she put. So what you can do is go to a budget town hall. You can call your city council members. Join our city, our budget coalition, which we're on Instagram. And um, push for people's budget. Send them to our Twitter. We have a Twitter as well. It's our city, our budget. Or it's OCOB Dallas. Um, but all of these meetings are happening within the next week or so. They are about from like 6 to 8 p.m. Most of them are 6.30 to 8 p.m. Um, and they're all held at the rec centers, libraries, churches within those different districts. Um, you can find them all online. We can post or share this some if you would virtual. like to do that. Um, some are virtual as well. However, this is the kind of shit that like is so vital that we're not involved with and I can speak for myself. I just got involved with it, with it this year. It feels weird. I don't feel like I know what's going on a lot. But what I do know is that they're not funding the people or the arts or the culture that's necessary to survive in a city like Dallas with all this traumatic shit constantly happening. And you all, if I know you at all, if you listen to this podcast, know that that is not the answer as well. Um, so we definitely need to make our voices heard and show up to these things because the way they look at, I, at least I know my generation, is that we don't care and we're just millennials that are killing the wedding industry or some stupid shit. I don't know. We kill a new <laughs> thing every week. Um, but with that said, I think all of these things work hand in hand um, and these are small but very big ways that we can fight these systems that oppress us. Because like in the city of Dallas, even if we have a black mayor, he actually does not give a fuck about the people um, that built this city and we have to reclaim it for ourselves. So consider doing that. <sighs> Preach. Damn. With that said, you also have to be very mindful of the people. Well, like I said, um, of the people that look like us, but aren't really for us. Um, I don't, I, Maria talked about it with us a couple episodes ago, and I believe she finally um, announced her run for Congress. Um, Cristina, this, I don't know how to say her last name properly, but from what I've heard through the grapevine. Tisoncito or something like that? <laughs> yes, the Tintin. yummy margaritas. <laughs> um, what I heard through the grapevine is that she's actually half white, and she took that name from her mom's maiden name to sound more ethnic. That's not her real name. That is what I heard. I could be incorrect, but it sounds quite up her quite up her alley. Um, she announced her run for Congress and uh, salute to all those who were fired from Jolt um, and her other organizations that, you know, did not actually have adequate leadership. And now she's running for Congress because she loves the shine. Um, I thought this was laughable and mentionable because Sean King, who is considered um, an activist to a lot of people, um, has been outed multiple times by black women for him stealing their work and treating them like shit. And unfortunately, he still holds a really, really strong platform. I've heard he's actually um, even scammed people and made them pay money and send him money to a GoFundMe for like 
shit he doesn't complete um yet somehow he still has a huge following mostly because he came in at the right time and ran with it and he really does a lot of almost like trauma porn-esque posts and things I thought it was funny because it felt like a scammer supporting a scammer. So he endorsed her. And I was like, that's convenient for both of you light skinned people um, to kind of be exploiting both of y'all's roots a little bit. Um, So just know that we do not support this woman. She's running with the narratives. She was on some headlines and this and that. And apparently was saying that she's helped with immigration and shit like that. And Maria herself was even like, and, you know, we brought her on to say it. Basically, like when my aunt was about to be deported, you didn't offer me shit. So quit acting like you are um, a face for immigration. Um, Anyways, there's a lot there. And the next topic kind of also (laughs) has a little bit to do with that. Um, Kind of like a sellout. I don't know. Whatever you want to consider. I am not that surprised um unfortunately because the man's always been about his money so it should not have been a surprise whatsoever um it is unfortunate to see but once a capitalist i guess always a capitalist um and i think i want to unpack this more and i was going to tweet about it but i haven't yet um this by the block idea that we've heard a lot more because of nipsey's passing mm-hmm. um someone like jay-z was already kind of doing right mm-hmm. But to a lot of people, he was gentrifying and doing a lot of shitty stuff to his own communities. Um, So tell us more about what happened with our friend Jay-Z in the NFL, Rafa. You know, what's weird is I also had seen, I saw something that said he had discouraged Jermaine Dupree to take that deal. Yes, and that Mm -hmm. makes it that much shittier. Yeah, so what I read, and obviously I, you know, with these things... I take it for what it's worth or, or whatever, right? But one, I'm not surprised um, by Jay-Z taking this deal. Uh, Which was, what was the deal? So he's, uh, Rock Nation is in mm-hmm. partnership with NFL, with the NFL. Um, like a year after he said. When he was supporting Colin Kaepernick um, and talking about, you know, all of these things that's, that affect the black community. Um and really capitalizing on off the idea of being someone who's going to stick up for that community um, obviously led him to land a deal with the NFL. So I get it. You know, it, it the path led him to this. I'm not surprised by it. Um, will he do more? I don't know. I don't think that he will. Um, it'd be nice if he did. And he's said some things that don't lead me to have a whole lot of like faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I get it. You're you're a billionaire. So now what? And that's the thing, though, that <clears throat> I it's so disheartening. And obviously we praise our queen Beyonce. And, and o- he also I mean, he also said Oprah. things like he also said things. And, and, and I get it. Like I get the idea of actionable items and being beyond taking a knee like i like i would understand that if it meant that it was backed by like some real boots on the ground type of work which sorry to say hove you're not really doing at all and you don't compare to the amount of money you have and so investing in in your community so like i i I saw a video where somebody asked him like you're not investing in marcy projects Mm. and he had said something along the lines of like yeah why would i invest in something that isn't 
an end all for someone trying to get out of poverty. And it's like, I understand what you're saying because you're going after the idea of an investor isn't going to get a high return on this. Not because you're really interested in like enriching that that community. community. And so it's like, yeah, the idea of someone going to the projects isn't I'm going to live my life here. It's I'm going to live here so that I can get the assistance that I need to get out of here. Right. And he had alluded something to, to something like that. But it's like you're almost canceling out your own argument because if you're not investing in this community, right, if you're not investing in this community because you don't want to invest in something that's going to lock people in and keep them in this state of poverty, it's like you're saying that you want people to get out of that, but you're not willing to help. Right. And that's the thing that I, the, the and the problem even with what we were just discussing prior is <clears throat> capitalism, right? Like the fact that we all just, want to attain wealth and that's our main goal in our existence is so fucking sad yeah. that we don't even know what it's like anymore to really breathe, live, imagine freedom and a healthy lifestyle and community and all these beautiful things that are what make us human and bring us together and connect us because we're all fucking like just scounging for whatever piece of the pie we can get. And in his case, he has fucking, he's a billionaire. Like how much more could you want? And how, ooh, there's just so much there and it's so frustrating, but the signs were all there. That's all he ever told us he wanted. If he did that shady shit to Jermaine, that just makes me laugh. I don't really care about Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Sorry. Which was also (laughs) said some dumb stuff. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Um, But. (sighs) Didn't they also say like expose Jay-Z for like funding like a. Like a system, like a deportation. He he has um, investments yeah, I mean, and stuff in, that. Yeah, he's got money in companies that that do some shitty stuff. Yeah, one of them funds the ice, like something yeah. or the ankle. I think Christian told me that funds the ankle monitors or whatever. That track oh, yeah. people. Yeah. He's got a very diversified <sighs> portfolio. Well, um, so I guess Kendrick's the best because he just had a baby girl, so he's you know not flawed anymore or whatever. Yeah. Just kidding, they're all flawed. Um, but that's why i was saying shut up i don't care about the net worth i need to see what you're doing (laughs) in the community that's what i just said i don't give a fuck about your network that's what i'm saying that's why we know jay-z is doing what he's doing and that's why when it comes to the kind of work that matters you're not going to speak the same language as someone like k dot so that's what i need people to we need to have more of these conversations and I think this is funny and this is why I was going to tweet it because every dude I know now that's into hip hop, which a lot, which is a lot of dudes my age, obviously they're all like, I want to be like Nipsey. I'm like, you don't even know how to respect a woman. Like you dead ass. Don't even know how to like, they don't want to be like Nipsey. They want to be like this idea of Nipsey because he's gone. Right. But truth be told, I didn't hear nobody fucking with Nipsey when he was alive right and that i get and that's what happens when someone dies right we glorify this well in that regard like that like oak cliff dallas fucked with nipsey heavy the people that knew knew but when you see someone like that leave or transition this wave happens right but the beauty and why he became so saint-like was because of his humanity right and that's what's lacking that people don't have common respect for just other humans you can't buy the block and make and change your city and have your city love you if you're not really fucking with your city 
I don't care how many blocks you're buying where or wishing you had Dumbo or whatever the fuck is else to fill your pockets when your community is still in fucking poverty. You're I mean, not trying knew. to help that. Like you know, it's you know, just exhausting. I always, re- I always go back to that one line where he's like, I dumbed down for my audience and double my dollar. And it was like, if you didn't know that back then that it would turn into something like this, then you weren't listening. You weren't. But that's the thing also, again, with hip hop, right? Is like you have the people that are actually analyzing it. You have the people that are just bopping to it because it's fun. It's still like the culture in general. And so shouts to Cap because he's still out here doing his thing. And I live another player from the dolphins that was also speaking out um, there's just several that have consistently mm-hmm. been in support of him yeah um so power to him i i enjoy sports y'all know i do but i don't and i'm not as hardcore as i used to be the nfl itself i'm like whatever bitch like go ahead everybody zeke, go to a dallas Wings i need game. zeke if you need someone to go to hawaii with you again i'm down or whatever um i wonder what's gonna happen with that because the cowboys just gave jalen smith an extension and so in terms of money i don't know if there's that much going around or any left for zeke everything's about money and it sucks anyways um on to some real legends missy elliott i've been meaning to talk about her for my whole life um But she got an honorary degree a few months ago. And then finally, shout out to the Reed who have been caping for her for a long time. She's finally being awarded with the MT Video Vanguard Award, which she completely deserves because she is a complete icon in the most, the utmost of the word. Um, I owe Missy Elliott a lot. She inspired me a lot growing up. She was a fat woman that was weird and funny and cool. And I fucking loved it. And she was great. And she still had fun with her sexuality. And she was just dope. And she could spit. Um, So I stand for Missy Elliott. I want nothing but great things for her for the rest of her life. Um, She deserves all that's good in the world. And I'm glad to see that she's finally getting some of the credit she is due. Um... I just want to quickly shout out my boy Julian Castro, who I have a new crush on. Because he had um, that glow or highlight. What was it? That he you? had a glow. He was in South Dallas talking. And a lot of his policies actually look in real fresh. <laughs> it's it's some of the most radical policy out there. I know there's Bernie people out there. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't get behind the old white man that can't talk about race. It makes me uncomfortable. He has a lot of great policy as well. I'm not behind anyone really. Y'all know I don't even want to endorse people in general, but he finally um, got the full sign off and qualified for the actual um, campaign run. Um, He was already debating, but they had to get all these qualifications in order to move on, um, which is like signatures and money and all this other bullshit. Um, so shout out to you, my guy from San Antonio, Texas. Um, let me let us know your skincare routine. That's really what we <laughs> want to know. Um, and maybe then we'll vote for you. Who knows? This was a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Everything about everything I'm saying has to do with money. And it's so frustrating. Um, apparently, the Proud Family is coming back. Rafa, did you ever watch the Proud Family? No. Because you're old. Proud Family was fucking amazing. We loved it. I didn't even have cable. We were obsessed with it. But anytime we went to like my dad's or sister's. Come on, Solange. (laughs) 
Um, this show was amazing and I loved it, but apparently it's going to be on whatever that new Disney channel is. The new streaming Disney service. Plus. I don't know anything about Disney it. Plus. You would because you're yes. rich like that. God. No. No? I didn't know about Proud Family. Well, you don't even know what every that is because you're old. Film, every Disney film and then new content. Yeah, Disney, you got me. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? So, that, so I can borrow your code. So the actor Tommy Davidson, which is the voice of Oscar Proud, is the one that announced that the show Disney was rebooting it, but it hasn't been confirmed by Disney yet. So I don't believe it. Cool. No, I literally do not care. <gasps> wow, that is so I really rude. love that song. You should Solange watch the show. It's Disney actually show. really fun. We'll see. Disney the grandma Plus. was Disney the Plus, best. Disney Plus, here I come. What was the huh? name of the grandma? She was great. And the I'm baby. glad you watched it, Daisy. You were acting real young <laughs> earlier. It scared me. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do a three-way call either, so it's fine. Pat couldn't even do a three-way call. Jesus. I've I never done it on the iPhone. I came at the right time. It's my first time. Hello. <laughs> I wish. I had to give that one to Rafa. Um, with that said, the most important topic of the universe right now is this for real? No. It really is. Little Chris has been talking about this oh, for weeks. Me. <laughs> the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yeah. It's been out since uh, the beginning of July. Mm, but it I, really got traction like... The last two weeks. Yes. He's been talking about it for weeks. He was mad because he went two times and they didn't have it. Well, I went one time when I was in the middle of moving and they're like, we don't have buns. And I was like, what? I just came to get this. And then Pat's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> like, Ew, Pat. Put them out. Those brioche buns. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking... I love chicken. Y'all know I'm a chicken connoisseur. And I was like, people are hyping this. I don't, I cannot. And so I was like, let me go try this non-homophobic chicken sandwich real quick. <laughs> and I went. And it was a reasonable price because it's fast food. It's and that's $4. Really, it is $4. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. And I think it was like 6 something for the like combo. The meal is like 7 bucks. That's, that's it? E- I know. The chicken sandwich itself is a good size. It has pickles. It has a cute little sauce on it. And as our sweet Pat said, it has the brioche buns. And then I got mine with fries and a Sprite because, duh, when it's Sprite, I needed to burp after. And I was hungry. And so we got in the car. We were in the car. And I said, I can't wait, Ari. You better hand me that chicken sandwich. <laughs> it was like 9 p.m. So, like, I had been hungry for several hours. Mm-hmm. And we were about to turn. I said, no, I'm taking the bite right now. <laughs> and I took the bite. And, you know, this is going to sound this dramatic. Narration, though. But, you know, when you take a bite of meat and the little juice squirts out. <laughs> Yo, I when you take it. Don't know. It was. You're going to have to take a break. Vegetarians <laughs> might not know, but sometimes uh, like an orange does okay, that. Okay, but I eat meat like literally all my life. Okay. So okay. It's okay. You know what I'm talking about when it squirts oh out God. at you? <laughs> And it's warm, and you're like, mmm. <laughs> this is the most things we've got in a while. And I was like, Ari, this shit's actually pretty good. And she's like, let me try. I let her try. And we're like, oh, shit. They did put my french fries in the in the Popeye's bag directly. I don't know I if that's that. the thing. But it's funny because they're branding. Like, they have it in a fucking aluminum pouch, just like Chick-fil-A's. Mm-hmm. And they have it wrapped in a little paper so you can hold it. Yes, oh, wow. it's cute. It's real cute. I liked it. I definitely want to try it again. The meat was supple, full of hormones, just like we like it. Um, she was really breasty. 
I am indeed, Pat. I am. Thank you. I feel attacked. <laughs> um, it was very tasty. I might be hyping it a little bit, but I do love me some fried chicken. I could, so. I could barely complete that sandwich. It was big. Oh, so you did get one? Yeah, I got I got one yesterday. My roommate, shout out Mercedes, hooked me up. It was too big for you, sis. Like we were both. <laughs> we now, took Pat. our time. We were both like, "Dang, we did we really need these fries? That was a big on, sandwich." Pat. Oh, I needed. The fries. You're waiting for another ding, and I'm, I'm not gonna saying, give it to you. No, I'm just saying. You're saying it was too big for you. I'm like, come on, cactus dildo. <laughs> wow. No, it it really was a big sandwich. It was a good size sandwich for me. Like, I enjoyed it. Like I was like, I'm glad I was pretty hungry when I ate. <laughs> Girl, you laughed so loud in the mic. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So shout out to Popeyes for making a non-homophobic chicken because um. But honestly, I should have stopped eating Popeyes or Chick Fil A a long ass time ago. I know, but we're all guilty and we understand how capitalism works. And we talked about it a few episodes ago. But I haven't had Chick Fil A, and now I found my fucking replacement bitch well they're only selling it through the end of august no that's not true it is true no they're gonna keep it on the menu because this is why they're popular it literally again. says through the end of august it was supposed to be seasonal but i feel like they would keep it they're gonna keep that shit it's it like the, the end of august um, just like they let us down I'm where's kidding. the five dollar box at though <laughs> i missed the five dollar box when i was in college the five dollar box was clutch as hell it had the strips it had two that sides saved us through college and a yeah, drink really five dollars like- I hear for I mean, me, I you, and Ari used like, to go. Literally, my mom, like, we ate fried chicken. Like, that's a bonding food for us. William's chicken was also, like, the one that I don't like Williams anymore. How do y'all feel about have... Trisha's? My mom, that's my mom's favorite because it's very hot and they make it fresh, according to her. I like the honey on the biscuit. The biscuits. That yeah. shit's good. I used to just eat the honey top off. <laughs> you did. This is the chicken episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really do feel like passionate. I do. I do. She really is passionate about chicken. I am. This is why I'm not a full veggie or plant-based bitch. But shout out to Popeyes. I would like to see more non-homophobic foods, more non-Trump supporting companies and foods as well. Um, We're uh, fighting for survival, bitches. So y'all need to support the people. Thank you. God bless. With that said, our final juice topic is that it's back to school time. How exciting. When I wake up early in the morning. I say, ooh. What song is that, Eva? I'm late for school, K104. <laughs> is that what you're playing? I can't wait to get there. Yeah. And me don't see all my friends. I love I grew up school. with a show called Carousel. Carousel of course you did. They replayed that when I was a kid, too. Did they? Carousel yeah. They probably replayed Carousel de las Americas, which is different. Okay. Sure, Jen. I, I don't watched know. the OG. It came on Univision is, at like 6 a.m. Did you want to expand on that, sir? No. Okay, thank you for your input. <laughs> is that um, how your school was? So shout out to uh, all the youths, all the people out there all getting the their education. <laughs> Power to you. Getting those degrees. The way. Daisy, Daisy are you an, a millennial? Are you millennial? And apparently I'm, I thought I was a millennial. She's a seta. I'm a Gen Whoa. Z. <laughs> She's in the gang, is it? Yeah. Not a gang. Oh um gen z it's a little more than a gang but it's okay Pat. gen z um, oh that's what you meant. i thought there was a word you were calling her gen z like oh no you're yeah. very gen z no oh, gen wow. space z yeah gen. how do you feel about going back to school um i'm ready to get this degree yes honey i graduate in december so i'm Yay. excited for that yeah. hopefully you no, will you will yeah yes. um Back to school time is very fun. I feel I always feel weird because that's how I know I'm getting old now because I'm not going back to school and I'm like, Meh. I'm also seeing my niece and nephews grow up. 
makes me feel old as hell as well. Um, but good luck to everyone. Good luck to all the teachers, all the ma- amazing educators, everybody that works with students and people trying to learn because learning is cool when it's actually about cool things. Unfortunately, our education system has that a little bit messed up as well. But hopefully we can continue to learn and transform our lives and other people's lives in the meantime. So here we go. Cheers to another school year. And that wraps it up for us for the juice. The chicken segment. (laughs) The Colores Radio. All right. We are welcoming to the Colores Radio today, Carlos Ramos. Carlos started. <laughs> Sorry, late with the you cue. You got really but... excited. Uh, Carlos, thank you, hand clappers. Um, Carlos started his career as a musician back in Puerto Rico, playing with different bands and the local rock scene until he decided it was time to switch instruments. After picking up a camera for the. F- I can't. After picking up a camera for the first time and getting hands-on experience behind the lens, he started documenting music and its culture ever since. Apart from his personal and published work, he has created exciting social media content for some of the world's best brands. Carlo has shared his love for analog photography as an adjunct professor for teaching digital analog photography and basic darkroom techniques at Brookhaven College in Farmers Branch. Carlo graduated from a marketing bachelor's at the Inter-American University of Puerto Rico, Aguadilla campus, and holds a Master of Arts in Media Studies from the New School University in New York. He currently balances his personal and commercial, commercial shoots, as well as his work as a content creator for Inspire. Moroc? Moroc. Oh, Moroc, okay. Moroc. Yep. Also, Carlos is just a legend because you see him everywhere and he has multiple cameras and everybody knows who he is in the Dallas nightlife world and beyond. And we <clears> wanted to have him on the Colores for over a year now. So we're very happy to welcome you to the Colores Radio. Thank you for being here. All right, all right. Thanks now we can me. have the, the round of applause. Applause, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this sound machine's not loud enough. It's not. You, not yes, for you. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be here. We're definitely going to have a very Spanglish interview, so I'm excited. Um, we've wanted to have you on for a long time because you're like the mysterious, brilliant guy that everybody sees everywhere, and I want to know your story. When I see someone like you, I'm like, ooh, who are they? What what, what motivates them? Um, not so much just like, ooh, he takes awesome photos. I'm like, we know that, but there's so much more to you, so I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, does anybody else want to share their connection to Carlo? Because I feel like I've seen you for years <laughs> now. Same. I mean, I, I feel like it's crazy. Um, your identity as a documentarian is like it that reputation precedes you Mm -hmm. like far beyond like the person that you are. So that's really cool. It's always really nice to feel like, you know, someone from what they share. And as far as like your, like the camera being your instrument, bruh, if there was ever an instrument that defined, not defined, but was so emblematic of who a person is like you, you like motherfuckers shouldn't even be holding (laughs) cameras if they're around you. And I mean that because like, your your photos say so much and it's really cool to see that because 
people feel all kinds of things when they see mm -hmm. what you put out there and you capture those moments and you say so much. And when you're out and about, you're cool and you're quiet and you you hardly say a word. But that I think that just speaks volumes about what you know, how good you what are you with do. the with the camera so and after that like you're just cool as fuck yeah like, you are yeah. you yeah. actually are it's not just your craft it's yeah. like you're amazing as well and we're all gonna by the end of this i'm gonna be standing even more hard than i already yeah. do pat do you have any um well I, I know when we first met was like i think when i was when i was interning with margin walker and they were just like this is one of dallas's finest legendary photographers and, and then i met you know and then obviously like I, I like grew a friendship from that but then like seeing you and your work and your ethic and like how you're out there like putting in the work all the time i'm just like wow how does he do this and like they said your work literally shows who you are as a person and it's amazing to see like all the stuff that you do and that you create and like how you inspire people i mean i feel like a lot of concert photographers Definitely. now probably look up to you as like they what they want of like or yeah for sure but they want to be to that level of what you're doing and i think that's pretty dope i remember telling someone you know decades from now when we look back at what happened in our city and in our culture like there if, if there was anything that really epitomized that time like it will be some carlo photos mm -hmm. and it's true and it's for true. Sure. We're only starting the interview, so. <laughs> but Appreciate it, guys. This is we awesome. just brought you here so we could so brag we can about boost it. you. <laughs> boost you. It's the opposite of an intervention. We show you a lot of love. Um, but really, we just I wanted I always try to talk with our connection to you because then we kind of get to dig into who you are and how you see yourself. Um, so if we may start with how your upbringing was, you were in Puerto Rico. Yes. So tell us all about that. Well, I live in Puerto Rico most of my life. Um, pretty much, uh, me and my wife we decided to to move uh, to move here to to Dallas in 2010, mm -hmm. just looking for you know opportunities. Um, she got a she got a good offer as, as a teacher. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, so uh, we did, we decided to try our luck here, and so far has been great. You know. So you've been here since 2010. Correct, since oh, 2010. Wow. Okay. It feels like a lifetime, right? Yeah, that's not that long. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, it's just a. Uh, I, I wish I, I was like er, earlier, like in, mm -hmm. in Dallas, yeah. like after hearing like all those stories, like previous 2010, you know, yeah, like, like certain places and, and stuff. How like they that. used to be. How they used to be. It, yeah. it would have been like a little bit bringing more to the to the story of what what, what Dallas is, you know, in terms of photography For and all sure. that. I think that's also and I feel similarly because I was a child, so I couldn't really do that much um, prior to 2010, probably as well. But it's like it also allows you to have a more open minded lens because you're able to explore for yourself and mm -hmm. not like associate it with what blah, blah, blah used to be back in the day. Or like sure. Rafa tells me all these things like, oh, that bar used to be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OK, I don't know what that <laughs> means. Um, but it does allow you to kind of explore it a little bit differently. But like going back to Puerto Rico, what was the area you grew up in? Did you have siblings? How yes. was that? Yes, I, I do. I have a, uh, a brother, a sister. And another sister from on my mother's side. Uh, we grew up in Carolina. 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 Uh, and which you were is, the oldest. Uh, I'm the oldest. Yes. Oh, no pressure. Uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, but you know, I was like really relaxed guy. You know, um, I I did band when I was like in Aww. in uh, when I was in seventh grade. I started playing music. What did you play? I 
played clarinet and saxophone. Oh my god! Yeah. I Funny you say too. saxophone because I'm kidding. We don't have a saxophone. If you had one, I'd be like, yeah, my jaw was on probably the floor. play Curlis Whisper. <laughs> what else are you? That's the only song you should play on the set. Right, sexy sax man. Exactly, classic. That is so funny. So then you're the oldest, and you grew up with your mom, and and how? Because we really like. Obviously, as the colores, we're all with Mexican backgrounds, so we definitely can only tell that perspective. Uh-huh. But I definitely want to get into more so the Puerto Rican, the Puerto Rican vibes. lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I, I remember a lot when we, uh, like I said, we live, we live in, in Carolina, which is kind of like, think of it if the Richardson of Dallas. Okay. Kinda, okay. So Carolina will be like the Richardson of San Juan. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, you know, mm-hmm. like... Um, how do, you, how do you call that? Like suburban area, mm-hmm. you know, something some, some like that. And uh, so we grew up there, but uh, we, ha- we had family like in the other side of the mm-hmm. island. And I remember like road trips uh, from Carolina to Lajas, which was like this this other town where, mm-hmm. where, where our other family lived um, and listening to salsa all the time. Like, you know, Ruben Blade, mm-hmm. like Andy Montagne. Frankie Rui, all that. Because, mm-hmm. like, my, my mom and my stepdad, they were, like, big salsa heads, you know? That's so, good. That's exciting. So, yeah, I got a little bit of education on that side from that. For sure. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And so then, from there, did you get a lot of pressure from your mom to, like, focus on school? Or did she kind of just let you explore, like, whatever you wanted to? No, it was pretty... I, I, I felt freedom, you know, in terms of, like, being who I, who I wanted to be. Obviously, like, white. There was a, a little bit of tension, like in my teenage years, because I I discovered rock, I discovered mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, I discovered oh, this, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, so it was it was a it was around th- that time, like, what is he listening to? Is he praising the devil? Is he, you know, kind of. And what did you it say was, to it was her? that time, you know, like I don't know, I I just like did my thing, and it, that was it, you know. How, I I I had a lot of run-ins with you at you know like hip hop shows and rap shows. Um, mm-hmm. I would only assume that outside of like the photographic quality of these shows that you're at least somewhat of a fan of the music. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How like, did that come to well, be? The thing is like I have a like lately um I started in rock, right? Then I little by little I incorporated the gorillas and from the gorillas mm. I started expanding and mm-hmm. and like from the gorillas to like I don't know, like public enemy, you know, like ev- everything got like expanded so so you, my my music palette kind of like grew with that, so I can go into a hip hop situation, I can go into a punk rock situation, I st- and I can still like document it fairly because like I kind of understand the performance and it resonates within me. You yeah, know? I love it. We're gonna get into that more. That's dope because like you can see it. Like mm-hmm. when you go to a like if you look at a photo of Carlo at a rap show, like you feel like your fandom, but you also feel like what you're what you're capturing. And the same for like a rock show. Right. I, I remember like, it, I don't know if it was like a pit or something at a rock show that I that I saw you take a photo and I was like, damn, that looks like Carlo took it. And you took it. Yeah. And then I remember like, you know, just a few minutes later seeing a sh- like a shot that you took of the outfit performing or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's crazy. But they yeah. were like, they were dope. It, that's that's a, honestly, if I, if I were to say that's the beauty of Deep Ellum. Like you can go, mm. you can go start in Three Links, hit a punk show in Three Links. Then move over to Dara, hit a hip hop show with Dara. <laughs> then move over to Trees, hit like a like a mid level artist. Then go to Bomb Factory and hit like you know. So that's kind of like the beauty of the Bellum as it is right now. You know, yeah. like you can have like your your different your different shows. So um, 
as long as like people still let me in in, in sidebars and document music, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they'd be fools not to let yeah. you in. So absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's diversity in that too. So yeah. I want to get more into the deep Elm talk, but I'm gonna go back to your roots for a minute because I have to. Because mm-hmm. then we can we can talk about Dallas forever. We, that's all we do on this dang show. Um, and you you get a really interesting outlook that a lot of us don't get because you're like in the mix but you're also documenting the mix and so i'm like ooh, that's just an uncomfortable position as is um but so then within growing up what did you want to be when you were a child did do you know what you wanted to be do you remember when i was a kid i wanted to be an astronaut Aww. like as always you know but um and and i did good enough in school so that i could go to uh, go to college to study physics mm-hmm. wow so yeah, but things, you were, things fo- were good. Things but were you good. were focused on that, like from high school or whatever the equivalent of high yeah, school. Yeah, I mean, in high school, I was like in math programs, uh-huh. like, you know, like all, all that. Uh, plus the band, the band always had the band. Yeah, when you had the grupo? Which one? Or the bands that you were in, like in where's that uh, like middle was school? Was it a or? space no, themed band? <laughs> no, no, yeah. not at all. Um, <laughs> That'd be so a cool. Oh band. snap! There, well, y'all have the observatory mm-hmm. in Arecibo. We do have the observatory in Arecibo. Yes. <laughs> With, oh my god geek out time oh my bad sorry yeah <laughs> no but uh the bands came when i when i started college like the rock bands because uh, there was a mm. point that i kind of like rebelled a little bit of like formal band and music education because like i was playing clarinet i was playing saxophone um at that time if you played those, those kind of instruments you either play like in a in a banda like mm-hmm. merengue salsa and i was like no i want to rock you were know? you so tired I, of that at i that was point? a little bit tired so okay. so i decided to like like learn how to play bass learn how to play guitar you know and i became like like the guy that goes to parties with the guitar <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> then, you swooned the lady you played your, you played wonderwall <laughs> i did play wonderwall <laughs> Why does every Latinx fam, like everybody, when they first start playing, it's like See, Wonderwall is the number one it, song we have You don't played. know how big Wonderwall was. <laughs> it was huge. That's what I'm saying. Huge. Like, we all, like, that but, uh, was like that one but, song. But, but I, say that. We play one, I, I used to play Wonderwall, but um, I, I play a lot of uh, like, Enanitos Verdes. Yes. Nice. You know, like Soda Ooh. Stereo. Yeah. That was like, a good time. The yeah, alternative. Like 94, mm-hmm. it was like the. Yeah. Like Mana the and big, all them were coming out. It was like the big Latin explosion, you know, that during that time. That's so funny. So you're like, I'm so, tired of the salsa merengue. Yeah, I'm tired of the salsa merengue. So I'm going to play like, rock for a minute. So, so from high that. school. So in high school, you still wanted to be an astronaut? Uh, so far, yeah. And then you got to college and you're like, I'm going to be punk rock mom. No, no. <laughs> I, I got I got to college. Okay, okay. Did, okay. Like, did like three years three years of college. Then got my first calculus class and I was like, eh, screw this. <laughs> you're like, this is too hard? Yeah, too hard. It, it didn't, I didn't click. Then I, I wanted to switch to geology. Because like I saw like the the geologist guys going to the beach and kind of like taking rock samples and stuff, and mm. after they're done with the field work, like they go and hang out and whatever. And I was like, damn, that's kind of like a badass lifestyle right. in the island, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, so I figured I kind of wanted to do that, but I couldn't because like I screwed my GPA all the way to like zero point trash. <laughs> <laughs> it was for rock reasons. I know zero I know. point trash. Zero Mom, point trash. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, so that that that's pretty much what was it into my uh, my geology days, um, but uh, yeah, from from there, I I got a I got a job as a sales merchandiser, um, work a, a little bit, uh, quit school like two times, 
Then I uh, got back on the third time. On the third time, I, I decided I want to do marketing. Mm. During marketing, I, I had a couple of like, assignments that I had to do, like flyers. Mm -hmm. So I learned Photoshop, nice. teach myself Photoshop okay. to do that. From t learning Photoshop, I started doing flyers for like the other bands and kind of like getting a little bit of money on the side. Okay. So that's how you first got into yeah. like actually creative work yeah. that was beyond music. Right. And then from making flyers, I, uh, I wanted to have like good pictures in the flyers. So mm. I got a camera. And what then, was your first camera? That's how it starts. How it starts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, damn, this picture sucks. This I need a better one. I just need an orange <laughs> right. with a white background. Let me find it. I just wanted that depth of feel. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want, I want, the, I want the picture like, like good and the background blurry. That, that That's was, funny. that was it. That was what I wanted. But, uh, you know, so got the camera. How uh, old were you here, if you don't mind? <clears throat> I started photography late, like in in 2008, honestly. Okay, oh, wow. so, so that was so when was you a, were like you had gone drama. back to school. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had gone back to school and you were like, I need a good photo for this flyer. Right. And you right. and what was your first camera? Uh, it was a Nikon D80. Nikon. I'm not a Nikon. It was a Nikon D80. I bought it from a guy of a of a forum, <laughs> an online forum. Right. It's the funny music. when he said Nikon D80, the Alegre Ballet Folklorico got really dramatic with the music. They sponsored <laughs> this uh, episode. <laughs> Thank you. Sing. <laughs> exactly. Nikon D80. <laughs> Man, you can get that camera right now for like 200 bucks oh, or wow. something on Craigslist. Yes. That's a that's a good price. That's I don't a, know. That's a solid price. I mean, oh, okay. Like, shit. For like, but it would be. But it's like a 10 year plus camera too. Oh, so. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I got got that camera. I, uh, I bought it from a from a guy that I met on a on a on a chat room. Oh my but, god! So this was the not what, oh two thousands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there there was there was no Facebook. Yeah. There was a time pre Facebook, guys. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Yeah, imagine no. that. <laughs> imagine that. MySpace, Friendster, <laughs> Bebo. Yeah. No, nah, it was like something more local, like Puerto Rico chat or something. Oh like my that. god! <laughs> Is Bad Bunny so, on that right now? I'll go that. find him. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, got got that, and you know, from there just started shooting, and like I got the bug, you know, like little by little, I started like upgrading my equipment here and there. And were uh, you reading stuff on how to shoot, or you were just teaching yourself? I, honestly, I was trial and error. Okay. You know? um, my wife, she posed for me a couple of times. Yeah. It was like I got new gear. Sit down there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kudos to her for that. But uh, when did you meet her? I want to know that story. I met her in, in an accounting class oh. when, I, when I was doing marketing. So and how did were you like? I need help with numbers. <laughs> she did that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I kind of like put myself out there like in the classroom. So she know that I was kind of like this. How smart did you guy. put yourself out there? I want to know. I mean, just answering questions. I'm kind of kind of like were trying to impress I mean, her. Yeah, a little bit. You're you like. Know, Try, try, 24. It's all yeah, math. Try, he knew the science. Try, all he needed was the math. Trying to be like the smart guy in the room. <laughs> Boom. Before you got to zero point trash. You know what's funny was <laughs> this, this, this is super funny because uh, when uh, when I got to this second institution, <clears throat> they pretty much like wiped my slate clean. Oh, oh nice. Wow. So like a lot of the classes that 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 I got in, in, in my previous institution, they didn't match or like they couldn't like oh, transfer, they couldn't transfer over. Transfer over. Mm -hmm. So, so it, when I, <laughs> it took my, my, my GPA and put me like in 350 or something. Oh, I was like almost hey. honored. 
Wow. So, so I was like, holy Excuse shit. Excuse me, sir. You're a genius. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no kidding. No, for, for real. Like, it, it felt like that. It yeah. Felt like once I wiped my, wiped my slate clean, I was like super motivated into doing this, you know? So, so I guess it was the right timing. I was a little bit more mature. Uh, so I did when went all in doing doing the marketing thing, and um, yeah, finished that and like went straight up to the masters. You know, wow, I didn't awesome. I didn't skip a beat. You know, and you had what was motivating you this whole time, in terms of just in doing this because it's hard to go back to school and then to do it and then to go get your masters right after as well. I mean, just personal gain. Yeah, you know? and I, and I was having fun doing it. You know, like I. It was it was funny because like there was there was an element that I that I didn't mention before like during this whole time I was like in the military mm. like as a national guard. Oh right? what? So Dang. we did not know Mind that. Blown. Right. <laughs> so so it was it was, like, it was like a little bit of responsibility that that I have. Okay. Um, a little bit the, of res- bro. <laughs> You, you were know. a fucking national guard. You were in yeah. the military. You've gotten your masters. You were a musician. <laughs> You've done marketing. Trial and error taught you. I got people that have been trying to learn Photoshop on their own for five years and can't do it. You know what's for, the Photoshop thing came? Uh, I I got a I did a job as a as a front desk clerk for a yeah. hotel, right? <laughs> but uh, I got I I got the graveyard shift. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, so you got to so, like work on stuff. Yeah, so I, so I so I got like working from like midnight to like seven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. So obviously, like, there's nothing to do, like you know. Get somebody like, a towel and then you go back to yeah. work. <laughs> e- either that or just like, yeah, you need this. Okay, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's it. And that's it. So I teach myself Photoshop during during that time. You know? So that's crazy. when did you get into the military? When did that happen? Uh, when I was seventeen. Okay. I I started my military career. I did nine years. Wow. As a clarinet player for the band. What? <laughs> where can we hear? Where can we hear these samples? Where do we hear this interview? Because there's so many questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I have this correct? You uh-huh. were born. Shoot. Okay. Okay. I already forgot the name of the city. Carolina. 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 Sorry. I was going to say something else with the C and it was not that. So you were born in Carolina, oldest of four. Yeah. And then you're with your mom and your stepdad. And then you were into salsa because they were into salsa. And then they were like, and you were like, it's not a phase, mom. I like rock. And she was like, sure, mijo, whatever. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> and then you played in bands and you were in. Uh, the band and played clarinet and saxophone and then you're like i want to be an astronaut and i'm really good at physics and then you kept going and then you were like i'm in the military yeah well that's it well I, i'll let me straight up the timeline then okay 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 because <laughs> i don't want to be rude and disrespectful no no, no that, that's fine that's fine that's fine it's just like it's a blur sometimes you know <laughs> we the gotta old, recount it the correctly old, the older you get is a blur so uh 17 i i joined the military and you to, wanted to, to pay for yourself? to pay for to pay for college. Okay, mm, got it. Okay, all right. So, uh, so seventeen, got in there, pay for college. I did the mil- the the military for nine years. So it took me like all my all my intents of like college mm-hmm. until I wiped my slate clean. Yeah. Once I wiped my slate clean, I did like one or two more years of military, and then my contract was over. Wow. So once the contract was over, I felt like this weight, like you know just lifted like, off of lifted you. off and i was like all you, free to do my thing how did you feel about the military at the time especially from puerto rico because i know a lot of 
Puerto Rico feels and they have every reason to feel like this frustration because of how the United States right. is ran and then they're just overlooked all the time. Right. The job itself was was kind of easy and, and relaxed, but like the connotation of being in the military was was always that I cannot I felt like I cannot enjoy myself mm. completely, you know, like I had to be at five o'clock somewhere, Jeez. you know, in the morning. Five o'clock yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you'd have shows and then go, like, not even sleep and just Correct. go. Dang. Sleep, sleep in my car and then just show up in time. That's that punk rock, rock lifestyle for real. Yeah, right on. <laughs> That's it. Um, so, so you know, what? Once, once my contract was done, the weight was lifted. I mm -hmm. felt like a freer and you know started pursuing my thing you know you're able to follow your own passion yeah and then you met your wife did y'all get married right away uh two hopefully two years Aww. two years hopefully i got this right baby <laughs> <laughs> two years but y'all had been together since the accounting class yes you're so overall you said in terms of like motivation or all of that personal gain yeah but even then i feel like Obviously, people are going to do what they want to do, and uh, and not a lot of people have the understanding that it takes a lot of hard work um, mm -hmm. to, to do the things that they really want to do and explore their creative side or be right. something that they identify with and be really good at it. You've gotten really good, great at something in a very short period of time. Um, like... I feel like people struggle with just trying to find their own personal drive for mm -hmm. things. And it feels like it was something that just happened to you so naturally. How do you, I don't I, know how you explain that. Man, I, I got like really passionate with it. Yeah. You know, um, the, the way that I discovered photography, um, apart from the flyers, I think the turning point was, uh, there was a band that I was in. Uh, we did a music video on film on 16 millimeter mm -hmm. uh, and we went to New York to film and then we filmed a little bit in Puerto Rico as well and uh, the director was uh, this amazing <coughs> friend uh, his name is Larry Gonzalez mm -hmm. and uh, we we hit it off and like during the video I was like asking questions and being like mm, I kind of like this I kind of like this how about this shot how mm -hmm. do you did that you know so so I got so I got super curious during during the video shoot mm -hmm. and uh, funny story is that Once the video was filmed and done, I spent two weeks in New York and uh, and uh, I learned Final Cut and I edited mm. that video myself wow. within two wow. weeks. And I didn't know shit about Final yeah. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> There was no YouTube either. So put it in, try to try to sync the video with the mouth of the guy yeah. like, while he's singing, yeah, like like hard. try to like sync that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, so it was pretty, pretty crazy. And, uh, and I was working off this... Uh, like deadline you know i had two weeks because in two weeks i returned to puerto rico and i need to come down with this video because like i got the faith of the band behind <laughs> me you know yeah so it, it was it was that pressure but um it produced great work you know yeah and i'm really proud of that video honestly ¿Cómo se llama el, el, grupo? Uh, el grupo se llamaba eh, el octavo día la, el canción octava se, día. Uh -huh, la canción se llamaba noción noción we're noción. gonna look it up after this yeah pero no hay octavo día What does that mean? <laughs> well, I know, right? I'm saying that's a really cool name. I like the name. At the time, it was like a like like a statement, like you know, siete días de creación, el octavo día es el primer día en que el hombre empezó a tener conciencia sobre sus cosas. That's kind of like dang, y'all really like. That's kind of like what's kind of like the the behind this the yeah the ethos of the band or whatever. That is that is a great. That is so dope. Thank. 
kudos to the guys. The, the guys were great, and and we did we did some good stuff. I I, I felt pretty proud of, of that band, you know, and I really enjoyed the the time that that we had. But uh, once once the photography kicked kicked in, I mean, it was That's like it. shit. The itch this, started, and you couldn't. It's stop. like this train left, you know. Yeah. That's it felt like that. That's awesome. So then you went from Puerto Rico straight to Dallas. Well, you were in New York for school as well, right? Uh, no, in New York, I did uh, I did, did it mostly online. And oh. I went to New York here and there for like projects. Okay, yeah. but, but you I, never but moved to New York. No, I couldn't. Like it was like way too prohibitive for uh-huh. my little budget. Yeah, oh, same still. It's <laughs> intense there. <laughs> you know, I, I like... It is, the masters itself is like Sally Mae is like looking for me. Ooh, no, <laughs> we're hiding you. Jesus, but Sally yeah. Mae, we don't like you, girl. Sorry. So. Yeah, but it's tough. It's tough. But uh, I mean, honestly, that that masters was awesome. I learned a lot, and then it fueled my my drive to like, you know, to pursue to more photography going. and video. Because it was a master that not only not only taught you in in like in with books and like with a with like theory but it kind of like pushes you to create as well right so it was like a, a good combo of both so really then cool. in 2010 that mm-hmm. was after you had gotten the degree and you were like and you said um your wife got a great opportunity here in dallas yes that was the main thing that made y'all look over here yeah and then y'all were like let's do it let's do it i figured like i could be a photographer anywhere in the world mm-hmm. so absolutely but so. eso ese tiempo antes que llegaron aquí estaban haciendo proyecto o oh, ya estaba haciendo fotografía yeah, okay ya con todos los ese, grupos sí. y todo allá so you were already in the photography scene over there yes mostly yes. in the music world mostly in the music world and like shooting events and stuff here and there and was your name already become known over there también same same as here Ooh, yeah that's what i was gonna say i feel like i was gonna say because i feel like when yeah, i've talked about already no because anytime i see any like puerto rican band like that i like listen to or like like they're, you're, they're usually like oh carlo like they know you or you know them and i'm just like dang this world like see because like do you said you went to school with angelica right from but uh, or no, you know I, angelica I, I know angelica but again from from puerto rico nightlife you know they they play a lot and like you know i visited a, a couple of times cool mm-hmm. all right so then you transitioned from puerto rico to dallas what was that culture shock difference if any well here's the thing there was a there was a year that was a little bit of a hiccup right there mm-hmm. uh, we live one year in longview Ooh. because of a contract and uh, tell us more about longview i know nothing <laughs> like what is what's <laughs> over there? high school football or what nothing <laughs> for me for me nothing it was like it was like a like a creative like it's really stagnant for me yeah. so I, so i was like man this is texas like like i, I was like super super bummed and i shout and out I, to our longview listeners sorry guys i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> hopefully y- you'll you'll doing better move to dallas Ash. but uh but yeah so so what i was doing it was like i was like from longview just coming to dallas mm-hmm. until we finalize and, and we move here but uh but yeah it was like like that going to parties here in dallas i got a couple of friends uh, at the time that really helped me out and um just gave me that 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 first opportunity um we did a a lot of good work and you know at, at night i i started hitting the nightlife and just you know trying to do to do my best you know and those friends were people you already knew or you made friends here in dallas again met a couple of friends online then once i once i got to dallas started meeting meeting people yeah, and mm-hmm. you just get in the mix. Yep. And you jump into it. So then as far as your Latinidad goes, because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about that here. We talk a lot about identity. 
Um, that's the theme for our upcoming art show. I think I told you about yeah, it. I want some of your work yeah. in it as well. Um, but I always find it fascinating because being in Texas, we're so accustomed to Mexican being the norm right. that like we're so ignorant of other cultures and other countries of other states of other, you know, regions mm-hmm. um, that we just completely get caught up in our own identity. And so that's why I'm like pressing on that so much just because um, I, I want us to recognize the difference of that. We are not the norm. Like, we're not everybody. We're not the one experience. Right. What I say is, like, todos hablamos español, pero we don't speak the same language. Right. You know? So uh, once you once you understand that difference, you, you kind of, like, like start learning from one side or the or the other, you know? Um, in in my case, I feel really, really Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You know? And where, where I go, I, I, I don't have to, to hide it. I, I just say it, you know? Yeah. Like the same way you, you feel Mexican and mm-hmm. other people will, will feel like from Nicaragua, whatever. You mm-hmm. know? So I, I really don't, don't have to hide it. Do we speak different? Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> do, do I get, do I get like people, people telling me like the Puerto Rico, Rico, Rico. I'm like, chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? do I, I get that a lot. So whatever. You probably get tired of it. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's like the running gag, you know? Yes. Of but, course. You know, it is that what it is, is. A th- why is that like that? I always heard that growing up. Yeah. But uh, you just you just learn to to live with it, you know, the same the, the same way, you know. And just just have fun and and, and learn about other other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you tried this is so maybe off top. Not really. There's a new Puerto Rican restaurant. Have you seen it? It's off of a uh, 30 and I want to try it. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, uh, that called. one's been there. No, it's a new one. It's East like Dallas? a grand opening. Yeah. It's it said grand opening. Off of Columbia? I don't know if like it's not Col- is it's it's off thirty though. Hey if, in East if, Dallas. If you got the info, just, just send it over. Let's we'll send, go we'll send have them a Fongo Patrol. I want mm-hmm. I wanna go try mm. it. I like Puerto Rican food. Um hook all up right. that mofongo, bro. I know you yeah. I know you can hook up that mofongo, bro. Uh, come dude, on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> That's so funny. So then um you didn't you did notice a difference, but you were just confident in your Latinidad in general. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, and, I, again, like it's it's who <clears> I am, you know. It's I I live more than than 30 years in puerto rico and then moving here it's not gonna make anything different for me right so my so as a mexican with mexican-american with mexican immigrant parents who became american citizens trying to live through the bullshit that the united states of america is going through um like porter i feel like puerto ricans sometimes like understand some of the struggles that we go through as non-Americans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like when someone says don't speak Spanish, speak American, I'm like, motherfucker, if you knew that Spanish was just as American as America is because of, you know, identities like the Puerto Rican people. Right. Like, I feel like it puts, you know, the, 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 the Island, La Isla in this position where it's like, how do we navigate that bullshit? Because the Mexican, and the USA citizens. is very is very mm-hmm. versus. It's very one versus the other. I think the the problem goes with with education, man. Like people are not educated, and they know no they don't know the relationship that Puerto Rico has with the states. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, the first comment that I got when when I got to to Texas was like, "Welcome to America." I'm like. What do you mean, dude? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, like, I am I mean, American. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm already American. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a different situation in Puerto Rico, like a colony situation in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. But like, you know, we 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 still have like like our citizenship and, and all that. You know. Yeah. So that yes. needs to be respected and recognized as well. 
Yep. How do you feel about, I know I've seen some that are like want statehood and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. do you want to share your views on that? Um, I don't know, man. It's just like, yes, there's like, like different, different views. There's the statehood and in, independency mm-hmm. and like what they're living right now, which is like the, the Commonwealth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously like i I feel like every, every country should have the right to govern themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like what people decide you right. know, at this point. And I know that right now the Puerto Rico is going to like like really difficult time. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just like recently uh, have a have a victory like you know right. taking taking the the governor out. Right, and, and but like, there's still more to go. Absolutely, uh, there's there's more there's more battles to to go through, especially against corruption. You mm-hmm. know, which is kind of like one of the biggest problems in, in the island. You know, mm-hmm. so they they're just working with that, and hopefully, you know. Once the once this does settle, they can decide which way which way they they want to go. You know, for sure. Whew, there's so much more there to talk about, but yeah. we definitely want to keep going with um your. So then you moved to Dallas from Longview, mm-hmm. and you got in the scene, and you just started capturing more and more um the beauty that is Dallas, Texas, <clears throat> and beyond. Um, when was the moment that you noticed that you had a gift, like really had a gift? I haven't come out to that realization. Like, you know, I just like go, it's like, it's like you're driving forward, mm. you're driving forward all the, all the time. But I did notice a change in, in the, in attitudes, like uh, around 2013 mm. in terms of like, in terms of like opportunities were coming a little bit more faster. Mm-hmm. I got a sweet opportunity, uh, um, with the Red Bull, um, sound select program uh-huh. when they came through town. And uh, I I rode that wave until it ended. I think it was like in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like their photographer, go to their main guy. one. Yeah, and um, that was an amazing time, you know, for sure. And then after after that, I I felt like you know everything started moving forward. You know, kept grooving from yeah. there. So I like that attitude. Obviously, keeps you going, right? And mm-hmm. so it's it's it, um it's exciting to see someone who's who we admire to have that because it brings a humility behind the work so it's like we thought you were dope now let's mm-hmm. see you in a couple of years because you'll still be riding that you'll you'll be right. driving but i feel like there had to have been a moment outside of that where opportunities presented themselves where you were like i feel like other things might have come along and you were like man like i'm worth i'm worth more than that or don't disrespect me like that because i put a lot of effort into this and so you it's obvious that you put a lot of energy into you know, refining what your craft is, where did you come to a point where you were like, okay, I need to understand that I've at least worked hard enough to be able to tell someone I can't do that or this is what my value is? I mean, it honestly came in pretty early. I started valuing my work like from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You know? Like like whenever whenever I, 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 I shot, it was <laughs> like, you know, it's this much. Obviously, like as you grow I don't want to say grow older, but get better at what you do. Yeah. You, that prices went up. Mm-hmm. You know? As they should. You don't grow older, you get better. Yeah. I'm going to take that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, it, it was, I didn't, I didn't start charging what I'm charging right now. I didn't charge it like in 2008, you know, it would, mm-hmm. have, it would have been disrespectful to the people. Because <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I was not good. I, I sucked for the longest time, man. And yeah. I, you had to start somewhere. You know? Yeah. So it was, it's not good. And yeah. you can see like in my older pictures, like, 
like way before that the flicker days and all that oh <laughs> my god <laughs> you see like you see like the, you see like this you get photo you had a, you had a photo bucket <laughs> yes <laughs> you see like the sign of times you know like high yeah. contrast image like the freaking, saturation yeah like you, you've seen the sign of times too you know but you try all that stuff because like that's, me. that's <laughs> stop yeah, that's part that's of it that's how you know? get all your likes <laughs> oh my god but yeah like uh, again like from an early stage it was like you know the work is this and like you know we'll take it from there you know that's cool mm-hmm. i love it so what do you feel have been what moments are you most proud of in all your work here in dallas and beyond because you're way beyond dallas at this point hmm. proud moments proud moments i I don't know. I'm just looking for that moment still. Yeah. <laughs> still looking for that moment. But you've been uh, shooting were, all over the place now. They're calling you out to big events and documenting everything. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm still, I'm still looking for it. I'm, I'm on the mindset right now that my best image is my next image. And I know mm. it kind of, it kind of, kind of hurts because like it always like keeps you, keeps you sh- searching. And like, um, I know, I know for a minute I, I had to like sit down and kind of look at the work, but I'm, I'm not at that point right now, you know, and it, it kind of kind of hurts because like to find a common thread between what i do right now it feels like a really ominous task you know? mm-hmm. and like to sit down and, and look at images like after to it's kind of like dwell on images a little bit and I, i'm i'm not feeling that right now you yeah know? like um, my work is on the go and like i'm on the move right now you have so many and i see him writing them see, down you're a, you're, a, you're a motivational speaker <laughs> i don't know if you knew that but my best image is my next image yeah I'm like dang bruh are you a rapper dang. Yeah. bars I'm throwing bars right yeah. now bars. <laughs> photo bars <laughs> that's a new website uh um i'll see okay so what do you have any moments where you felt really starstruck or anything like that Cause you've shot a lot of big people. Yeah. You got the Virgil shout out recently. Virgil, who's that? You tell us, sneakerhead. <laughs> Virgil, who? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cool. Like, and and again, that that's that talks tells you well about the web. You know, it's like you put something out there, and like you know, it you don't know who can find it. You know? Right. So it's crazy how how that. But works. at the same time, anybody could have taken a photo. <laughs> Your photo caught an eye enough yep. to say, "I'm going to share this," mm-hmm. yep. and it's that that. That instant between a, a flood of garbage and something that's like this encapsulates something. I think uh, it it a lot of has to do with with like time on what people are doing. For example, I think I remember that during when when that happened when he reblogged the picture. I think he was like doing something related with with uh, with boots. Mm-hmm. And like when he saw that picture of the boot, it's like ah, it makes sense. Like I saw this, like boom, yeah. he reshared it. So. So it was a little bit of timing on 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 my behalf with the refreshing that tag and all mm. that. So that again that yeah super yeah. random. Super Vir- Virgil from Off White Louis V fame, y'all know what it is. Uh, <laughs> shared Kanye's bestie. Shared Carlo's image um, from Fortress Festival. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, online and so and I remember was, whose boots were they? Uh, Krungbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Krungbins. La- uh, Lottery, I think that's mm-hmm. right. I remember seeing it and I was like, what? And yeah. then when you shared it, I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did feel it. It was good. But it's funny that they just said that because, like, you know, you, you get reblogged like that and all that. But uh, honestly, like, you don't you don't see, like, like the boost. You see a little bit of boosting really likes, don't. but, like, 
don't. You don't. You don't see like the boosting followers or like whatever. Yeah, so, right? and like, you would think so, you do. Yeah. So, so it makes you think like, well, what's going on here? Is mm -hmm. it really worth it to like like spending yeah. this much time on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Is it like really worth it to like like go after the likes like that? Yes. So, so kind of like make you like rethink oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, rethink yeah. that that whole like in Instagram. Well, thing, I think you know? our, like the I mean, clout I think, of it all. Yeah, and re uh, well, I mean, I think personally, my takeaway on that is. Like, I get it. The attention span of, of us today is ridiculous. Like, I will see something that might be, you know, attention grabbing and I'll forget it in a few minutes. Right. But um, I think that when you see things like that and you're able to understand, like, what it means outside of just that really quick, like, instant gratification kind of whatever, like, it, it there's remnants of that that live on. Mm -hmm. And you're in good company. I mean... It, it's yeah Virgil shared your photo but Virgil shared your photo you know so know. it's like people see these things and when someone has the vision that coincides with somebody else doing some really dope shit then it's like okay cool it might not mean that my stock went up on the Instagram market right. but I also know that years from now I'm speaking the language that the greats were talking right and I, that's It, it felt great, you know. It's a, yeah. It was a, a great honor and hopefully more of that, you know. What are your biggest goals right now? <sighs> biggest goals right now? Um, I'll say drop a book, like a good Ooh, book. Uh, yeah. That'll be, that'll be a solid goal. Yeah. Hopefully a go, big GoFundMe or something. The fuck? Let I'm us, like, yeah, pre, let us where know are the pre-sells? I'm like, where are the pre-sells? We want all these quotes in there. <laughs> all these quotes. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll be a great milestone just just to do that. Um, I'll be working on a couple of projects with with a with a with a couple of people like doing like sign, scenes, and hopefully we'll we'll get some of that soon before yeah. before a big undertaking like like a book oh, like that. Oh, that'll be cool. Um, zines with uh, your yeah. work. So, so again, I, I just got a couple of ideas for that. Hopefully, like we can materialize that in the future. Um, And I don't know. That's, that's, that's Do you have like one much. big dream goal that you still look at that you've had consistently for a while? Just like take my photography into like something that matters a little mm. bit more, you know? Like I feel like shows are cool. The streets are cool. But like I would like to, to use my photography like for, for something good, you know? Like something that matters. Like a good story that could change lives or something. I love it. I know I that sounds it. like Miss Universe, but no, we like, like kinda, you. Kinda, That's I mean, kind of our I, language. I, I, I feel it like that. Yeah, I take it to my understanding. Yeah, I'm that like, is our dope. entire language here, so <laughs> we fully support that. Yeah. So, so it's just uh, honestly, I haven't like stumbled into any of these stories right now, but I, I, I'm, I haven't been looking that hard. So, once it comes, it, hopefully it'll come. Get a get a good grant. Get get a couple of sponsors interested. Ching ching, and like you know, make it make it happen. Make yeah. a good story. Clink, clink. Oh my God, Pat. Um, all right. So we're about to wrap up. So we only have a couple more questions. I kind of asked you this, but I want to be more direct with it. What inspires you the most? Or what are yes. your biggest inspirations or who? Honestly, people. And like a, a, lot, a, a long list of like almost a thousand photographers that have come before yeah. me or live right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I look a lot of photography, like yeah. photo books. I collect photo books like I love it. mad you know you share a lot of cool stuff too I, you I need to come to the library and look at all the photography stuff yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, i'm not just plugging the library but we really do have like They a do. lot of stuff that people have archived and donated to the library that mm -hmm. we have a lot of pictures from like 
the fifties yeah. and way back uh, further than that. I'm no, always promoting the library, but they need I, to pay us at this but point. But I'm really yeah. just saying that because well, it does do. have no, cool stuff. That makes sense. No, for real. Well, they need to pay you more then. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. The idea is like I. The more you look at photographies, the more your eye is informed. Absolutely. So, the the more photographies you look, the better you get, and it's kind of <clears> like um, there's a. Uh, this guy Ed Templeton, he used a hashtag it's called uh, "photo book jousting," and pretty much what it is, it's just like kind of like challenge yourself if you can take a better photo of a situation. Ooh, so you, like so, so you're you're checking out a book, and it's like that's a good photo. I probably could do that. So it kind of like pushes I you try. a little. That's bit. cool. So kind of like pushes you a little bit. I love you know? that. It's not it's not a direct competition, but right. it's kind of like it's kind of like derived. It's a personal challenge. Yeah. Kind of like cool. personal challenge to like one up yourself. For you sure, know? that's cool. That is I think dope. that it does that well by framing it like as a joust. Yeah, You're right. Because it's like, yeah, other than a like challenge. Yeah, yeah. No photo no. bucket challenge. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Try and read those I photos from two thousand three. If y'all want to go I find it, Eva A underscore twelve at. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like Stop, hot, I'm scared. Don't look. Was, it's going to have all my MySpace doing? pictures. All your emo photos are about Literally, to be exposed. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Emo, emo times? Yeah. Like oh, a wow. romance. The bangs, uh, the eyeliner. Just the skulls. Um. Okay. So how do you feel about Dallas? You were telling us a little a bit mm-hmm. about the Deep Ellen scene and how you see it. How do you feel about Dallas as a whole and the direction it's going? I think Dallas right now is kind of like a crossroads, you know, it's changing a little bit. But uh, again, from from my standpoint, it's just it gets interesting, you know, like nightlife is getting interesting. Like I'm seeing more street photographers right now. There are so many. So so that's that's awesome. You know, yeah. that's you know, you're not you don't feel like a lonely guy out there. But again, it's getting some people say it's getting dangerous. Mm-hmm. Some people will say it's like oh that happened like in the 90s and then he went and died you know Mm -hmm. like i don't know what's gonna happen i don't have a crystal ball but it's uh, not as bad as i've seen it so yeah there's that yeah but you can you can feel you can feel the action and the beat for sure and i i honestly i i drive i thrive off of that you know i like that you know i like going going out to to the streets and seeing like interesting people and get to meet them sometimes mm. and if not just taking the picture and just like move on depending on the situation you know but uh definitely i i, I think it's really interesting i'm gonna keep doing it as much as i can and you know hopefully we'll get better stuff yes now tell us some of your favorite musicians locally and throughout the world because i just want to know because we see you everywhere so mm-hmm. it seems like you like everything and you've told us you kind of like everything kind of yeah so who uh, are your your top five favorites right now wow all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna need to think of this one for a second <laughs> so i don't want to break any hearts <laughs> who bad <laughs> sorry y'all no no i mean no i i got my love for everybody but um locally right now um tay money she's doing great mm-hmm. um Sub Sahara, I, I dig oh, yeah, that vibe. Oh cool. I like them. A lot. Uh, Asik Carousel. Um, oh yeah, they're good. Roseland Funeral, Rose Garden Funeral Party. Mm-hmm. Long name. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it right. Leah, yeah, Leah Lane, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bralettes, they're doing great too. Yeah, they're, they're yeah I was waiting on it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're, they're doing great. Um, the record release show was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah, it. Cool. Really, one, yeah. some of my better pictures are, are there. Yeah, oh nice. yeah, I remember we yeah. were in the pit together. Yeah. 
king. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that fun. was nuts. Um, it was fun. Cure for Paranoia, the great oh, guys. Oh yeah, they're, they're, really good. they're still trucking solid. Um, shit, uh, guys that are not here. Uh, Topic, I used to still love Topic Aww. a lot. Oh yeah, you have that, some great photos guy. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, he was a great performer. <clears throat> miss you, miss you, dude. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Blue, you know when he was here too. Um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, got a good people. Very dope. Very dope. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have any other questions? Daisy yeah. has. You want to come talk on the mic? So, really quick, I know like a lot of people that are photographers, especially now, like the younger crowd. What is your advice to those who are pursuing photography or are just start- now starting? Uh, okay, if you're just starting photography, shoot shoot whatever is close to you. You know, like if if uh, if your dad is. It's a it's in a car club. Then shoot him in a car mm. club. You know, like whatever's close to you. You know, if you got a, a badass hobby like uh like I don't know going to the park and frisbee, then shoot that. You know, like shoot that. Shoot the, your dog. Like shoot whatever's close to you. The more you do that, the the more your skills are are gonna go up. Um, there's another saying that <laughs> uh, I don't I don't remember right off the bat who said it, but it uh it says uh your first. 10,000 images are going to be trash. Mm-hmm, I've heard so that. it's like after putting the work, you're going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to the park, takes 10,000 photos. <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> Let me go take frisbee. pictures of frisbees. Frisbee, frisbee golf. And then hopefully the, the, the 10,001 will, yeah. will be amazing. God. Will be a keeper. We'll put no, flames but, on but the I mean, frisbee. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, just like shoot whatever's close to you. That way you will know the subject and you will get a little bit more deeper than that. As... As soon as you you dominate that, then then hit people. Usually with photography, it goes like this: you start shooting like sunsets. Mm-hmm. Then from sunsets, you start shooting sunsets with a guy from afar, like thirty feet away. Then once you feel more comfortable, you go to the guy, you say hello, you take a picture of him and the sunset, you know. And it start building until it's you gradually until you you start shooting like more people or like situations that are a little more dangerous and interesting, you know. Well, she actually stole my last question, so that worked out really nicely, but nice. we really appreciate you being with us. Is there anything you want to share, anything we should look out for? I know you talked about the zines um, or any fun, cool projects you're working on you want to share with us or where to follow you as well. Uh, right now, just follow me on Instagram. That's where the fun is at right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, at? That's at KX0101. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carlo, for being here with us. It was great to hear your story and learn all about you. He also has two beautiful daughters and just a beautiful family. And we're so glad that you're here in Dallas with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on De Colores Radio. De 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 Colores Radio. All right. So for today's self, oh, I should sing this song. Mm -hmm. Self-care corner. You sound great. Wow, vocals. I know, I'm tired. Um, so my self-care corner for today is to get comfortable with the discomfort. If you're anything like me, you don't like that feeling at all. Um, some people use different forms of escapes, be it drugs and alcohol or whatever. Um, if you're like me, you prefer balance on on middle ground um, in a different way. Um, there's nothing wrong with any of those ways. 
However, I think right now, since we're living in a really chaotic time, we have to kind of get comfortable with the discomfort. Um, did I say that weird? Discomfort? Um, okay, nobody said anything, so I'm going to run with it. You, you sound fine. Um, see? You see? I'm not comfortable with my discomfort right there. Um, I'm saying that weird, right? You <laughs> said discomfort. Dis- am, said- I, am I okay? Discomfort. <laughs> Guys? Discomfort. I think you're fine. Dis- Keep it's probably going. your chumpy coming out. It's okay. Discomfort. Okay. Get comfortable with that bitch. Say, what's up? I know you. We can be friends. You make me feel weird. But ultimately, if you if you process it, you can usually grow from it. It's hard. It's rough. It doesn't feel good. It hurts your feelings. It makes you cry. It makes you feel lonely at night. You get kind of sad. You're kind of scared. But at the end of the day, usually you're like, oh, I'm still that bitch. Um, so process that right now and allow that to happen because it's like a pressure cooker. And hopefully when you open it, your meal will be cooked and then you get to eat it and you're like, Hmm, this is delicious. Um, so consider that. Cause I think a lot of us are in a constant state of like stress and frustration and heartbreak and pain and a lot of really harsh things from what I can tell from what I'm reading with people, whether we're, we're struggling with, our home life, our family life, our relationship, our money, whatever it is, you'll get through it. At least try to have that mindset because you kind of have to play mind games with yourself um, and get comfortable with the discomfort um, because you deserve to live a, con- a life of contentment and find peace. So that is my self-care corner for today. Hopefully it helps you. That's kind of where I'm living right now. So again, this is always words of advice to myself as well, because it's hard out here and we got to, we got to push through. Ay, puta madre. There's so many De Colores events coming up. I am grateful, booked and busy beach, bench. Sorry, kids. Um, go, 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 go. Shout out to you. What grade is he in now? Sixth, fifth? fourth chingao you don't know fourth wow sorry go go um took him a minute second best uncle of the year sorry (laughs) um so coming up soon i don't know if anybody else wants to take any of these i don't know if y'all know the full details of these um i can do some maybe go start it off patty so, um, if y'all need plans for this weekend, starting Saturday at 2 p.m., Ari will be doing an art talk with Shanice Condren, also known as her new podcast, Get Into It. Also known as Shanice Condren. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> but like I'm saying, because she does a lot of great things, Electric Kitchen, she'll be moderating a conversation with Ari about her work um, here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center from 2 to 4. 4. So y'all make sure to come check that out if you haven't seen the pieces yet. They're beautiful. Um, so I, I mean, I'm excited to hear what she has to say about her work and the conversation they'll have because the podcast episode was really great to kind of see that um, space between them talk about all that stuff. So yeah. That same day, an hour later, there's a free conversation at the Latino Cultural Center um, with Caramia Theater, who is bringing us out for Your Healing is Killing Me. And this will be a production of this show following our conversation, which is free. I believe they'll have food as well. If you're like me, you hungry and you like to eat. Um, So you should come to that because they're going to bring in some amazing local artists, activists, um, 
a doctor, I believe, as well. Virginia a little Grace, bit of, the author of the book, will be there. And a little bit of yoga will be happening. Um, lots of amazing things. Super I'm really excited. excited about it. I'm really honored to have been um, selected as the moderators for the show and the conversation um on that night so we are very excited about that and because there's nothing but love between us they actually sent us a discount code so they have a festival that is called latinidades which we talked a little bit about last episode this is one of the shows i believe there was three or four um they're all amazing um, the discount code is DCC10, and it is roughly about 40% off. That's a good discount code. Don't give me none of that 5% shit. I want all the discounts you can offer me, um, which makes your tickets $10. That's very reasonable for some incredible Latinx theater. So please support the show. It is running Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I believe Sunday as well. It is one weekend only, and they have a few more other shows that are also amazing that you need to check out. Please support local um, Dallas Latinx theater. We definitely want to see you there. Our conversation is on Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. before the 8 p.m. show. If you want to see me at the show, I will be there Thursday night, the opening me night. Too. Yay. Um, so hopefully well. you will see us all there and watch the show with us. I'm excited to be empowered. Life theater is so special. Um, so definitely consider doing that. Yeah. Um, then the following day, which we're going to see Jesus and Miro that night. I'm really excited about Woo! that. Woo. Bodega gang. Drive. Rafa, are you Bleh. going? Wow. You hate us. Um, <laughs> Bodega hive and I wanted my number one F boy to be there with me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm not an F boy. You know, he fights it every day. It's okay. I'm not. Okay. That's what they all say. Literally. <laughs> they all tell me that. In my bed. What? Oh, my um, God. Which leads us to our next topic. Rebirth. Pleasure principles with the control room shop. All in partnership with De Colores as well. And Maroche's Bakery. So get some fun. And that was a mouthful. I know it's been a long night. Okay. Um, we are discussing sex baby let's talk, talk about, about you and me let's, let's talk, talk about, about all the good things and the bad things and me me let's talk about sex let's talk about sex um they're gonna have some sex toys guys i hope they have a cactus one like rafa said you should design it i should ask them see if we can like copyright it and make this happen um that's happening from two to four at maroche's bakery i'm excited Again, I'm grateful to have been reached out because this is all these things show me the duality in this thing we've created, and I fucking love it. Yeah, we can talk about all we these can issues. talk about La Virgen and the dildo, okay? <laughs> in two days. You think Marajas will have some eclairs? Oh, oh my. they should. That would be amazing. They should make like vagina conchas, fleshlights. <laughs> What the hell, Pat? We're he talking about he, bread. I know, but he said he clears, and I thought of a flashlight. <laughs> Obviously, y'all could tell I'm looking forward to the conversation. You are indeed. <laughs> it should be a great time. It is LGBTQIA plus inclusive, Don't so everyone babies. is welcome. 
We definitely don't. Doesn't that sound amazing? (laughs) I'm brilliant. I'm a visionary. Call me Virgil. Them hoes gonna turn into donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) God. (laughs) We are available for booking. I might add, if you want us at your events, (laughs) we come with jokes. And we're reasonably priced. Hello. <laughs> um, that's happening August 25th at Maroche's Bakery. Hopefully we'll see you there. We have so many fun events happening and I'm excited to do them. Um, should be a good time. Um, then following that is the dun, da, da, dun, SOS Music Festival. Yay. Rafa, do you want to tell us more about that? please sure so shout out to the good people at margin walker um uh specifically my man gooch who hit us up uh shout out to pat the gat holding us down but um yeah margin walker putting this festival together sos and so it'll be neon indian empress of laguni chonga Banda, luna luna it's a multi-city show multi-city tour um so they're going to Houston, they're, they'll be here in Dallas, they'll be in Austin and San Antonio. And so in the different cities, there will be different DJs holding them down. Faded DJs will be rocking it with the crew here in Dallas over at Canton Hall. That's Friday, August 30th. Um, I know that Margin Walker had some really cool deals going on, but keep your ears open because there's a lot going on. We really want Dallas to come out and show some love. And um, I'm happy to say... Uh-oh, wait a minute. That all the profits will be going to the El Paso Community Foundation, which is supporting the victims of the shooting. So that's really amazing. Yeah, that was another thing that was really dope. Um, And guess what, Binch? Since you <laughs> are listening to this podcast the day it came out, we're doing a giveaway. And for that giveaway, what should we make them do? I'm stressed out now. Ah. For a split second, I was like, is Eva high? I, honestly, <laughs> I want to talk about this off the mic, okay? Okay. But should we make them do something? Like, I feel like it should be something fun. The first person to comment on all of our pictures. All of our... <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure something out. The first one to get like one of the artists to follow. No, pers- Pat. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the? Be reasonable. <laughs> get a tattoo Pat, of Echo Lotus. Pat. Honestly, oh I would do that. <laughs> I really would. You would? Yes. You should get the Virgen de Guadalupe Selena know, tattoo. Okay. Get a so Gen Z one. As- <laughs> get a Gen Z one. As a De Colores pod- radio podcast listener, you get the first giveaway luck. So we have giveaway tickets. Shout out to SOS. Um, we will have them throughout this week up until the day of the show here in Dallas. So be on the lookout for that. All these amazing people are involved. We want to see y'all there, our family, our people there. Pelicosa is going to be doing the Austin show, and then Bonbon's doing the Houston show. It's a lot of great people. Xenex Fan Club doing San Antonio. Yeah, it's a lot of great people coming together. Um, So if you want to win the first two, the first pair of tickets for our giveaway... um, I think you should figure it out first before... You will go... (laughs) Into my profile, <laughs> and you will comment Popeye's chicken sandwich, and you will get two tickets. 
Go go where to to your my page at Eva Arreguin and comment on any photo of mine. Your favorite one, (laughs) Popeye's chicken sandwich. Okay, so yeah, that's the that's the rule. The first person to go to Eva Arreguin's Instagram profile and comment Popeye's chicken sandwich on any one of your posts, correct, will be the winner. The uh, the winner of our first pair of giveaway tickets for the SOS music festival because you're an exclusive De Colores Radio listener. Boom. Congratulations, Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> People that don't listen and be like, "What Popeye the fuck?" Popeye should sponsor us now. <laughs> they should. Um, that's the first pair. Of course, we're going to be giving away more pairs, but just because you all, maybe I'll even give you four tickets. I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling because of that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, <laughs> they comment. pull up with the Popeye's chicken sandwich to one of the events wow. this weekend, and then they should cry. get the ticket. No, that's too much. Pat, <laughs> Pat is mean. I just think it's kind of funny. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make them spend money. Well, y'all could eat a chicken sandwich together. No, these are free tickets. We're giving you free tickets to this awesome, awesome <laughs> music festival. We will all be there. Document we will you be dancing. The Sandwich. Pat, if you don't. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm done. Don't be sorry. It's okay. Um, anyways, it's going to be a fun time. Everybody who's anybody is going to be there. And this is for our people, for y'all to have a good time, to celebrate our, our people, our musica, our dances with some perrea, some indie pop. So get into it. We'll see you there August 30th at Canton. Canton Hall. <laughs> Canton Hall. God damn it. Canton Hall. All right. So that is August 30th. And there's other dates for that as well. Look at your local city date. We already listed them off. Um, Coming up next. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, What did I say earlier, Daisy? <laughs> I said, I said, Jesus Christ. Jesus on Christ the- on a cross. <laughs> I, I said, like, Jesus Christ on a cross. I was like, oh my God, I've never heard that before. I'm going to start saying that. I'm pretty sure I made I said, that up. Jesus Christ on a stick. <gasps> That's rude. What is that? That makes me think of a corn dog. <laughs> Cruz de Madera, not a corn dog. I'm I'll sorry. The, I'll have one of the Christ dogs, please. <laughs> With some extra ketchup. That's did y'all see the French fry? Did y'all see the French fry corn dogs? Huh? That's a thing. Look at that. That's up. extra ketchup. Uh. And I fucked up. Anyways, um, on the September, back of it's a scratch. <gasps> okay, oh now God, you're taking stop. it too far. You put that imagery in my. I head. I know, and you ran with it because you liked it. <laughs> Alrighty, so then after that, on September 11th, we will be having a conversation on Latinidades with a special guest, TBA. I will give you one little secret on one of the people. It is. Our dear friend who wears a skeleton shirt all the time. That's all I'm going to say. You have to figure it out from there. I don't know if you know who it is. Um, it's our dear friend, Fabi Fab, who will be in town doing a exhibit at the... Eamon Carter. Museum. Shout out to Eamon Carter. Um, September 14th, we have a uh, health fair that we're hosting. I am so grateful to our people that literally... <laughs> see the beauty in us and we are hosting a community family health fair here in oak cliff with united healthcare they are dope they're bringing us out um i even asked if they could have some kind of mental health um like somebody for us as well as maybe some like sti testing (laughs) which sounds super serious but i was like okay these are the things people our generation need um, and aren't as accessible from the healthcare industry. So I definitely hope to see you there September 14th. I believe it starts at 
um, 10 a.m. Um, so we will see you there. More details to follow. And then, oh my God, we have so much shit. This is amazing. I'm blessed. Um, September 18th is our official date. It is a Wednesday for women of comer. <laughs> women of color comedy show happening. It is called what is that? Coming if, if, of if Age. When is a comer? What does that mean? Come a comer, 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 chameleon. Anyways, thank you, Pat. This is going to be hilarious. Uh, lots of brilliant minds, humorous minds coming together for this show. We're very excited. That is September 18th. We heard two of our comedians last episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will see you there. And then finally, Gray Space, our art show, the identity theme. Submissions are currently open. That will close september 26th do not try to submit anything later than that hit us up right now we are flexible but we need you to reach out to us now and let us know what you're interested in doing we want your work we want you to sing we want you to dance we want you to perform you want to we want you to hit us up and be a part of this show and express yourself and your beauty with us so please submit Send your submissions to decoloriscollective at gmail.com with the subject line Grayspace Submission. We cannot wait to see all your beautiful work and we will see you at the show on October 11th. 11th. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you have lots of opportunities to work with us, to be with us, to rock with us, to to talk to us and, and build something together. So let's make it happen. All right, our brown business of the week is Theodora's Bakery. It is located in Oak Cliff, Texas, off of Illinois. Um, growing up, I heard about Theodora's all the freaking time because Susie talks about it and how much she loved their freaking bread. And I tried their tamales a few months ago and then the other day i had a mad craving for them and i asked on a instagram poll hey everybody who has the best tamales in in oak cliff and this is where they directed me and i went and bought them and they're pretty freaking good um so you can get a dozen for like 14 bucks which i think is pretty reasonable in this day and age um they were mad delicious i'm still eating them and they have lots of delicious bun and everything else there so go check out and support Theodora's Bakery, located in Oak Cliff, Texas, off of Illinois. Which finally leads us to our last segment, Who the Fuck You Got with the Coco? Go ahead, Pat. I'm keeping it pretty low-key today, y'all. Oh but I will say, my summer closeout jam has been Comb My Hair by Aaron. Pretty Boy Same. Aaron. That song is a bop. I really love it. Shout out to them. And the Luna Luna crew, as always, they're always doing great stuff. So um, if y'all don't know Pretty Boy Aaron already, y'all should be listening to him. But I started checking out this podcast because they um, I had, I, they had came up on my Instagram. And I was like, oh, let me try out something new. Um, se ve, se escucha. Um, it's Seen and Heard is a podcast about language justice, justice and what it means to be interpreter and organizer and bilingual in the U.S. South. Um, so I listened to one of the, a few of their episodes. They did one with Up Up with Liberation, and it was with a teacher that is non-binary, and they talked about um, 
like the whole system within like teaching um, bilingual or like in the Spanish um, education system and all that stuff. And it was really cool to hear um, different conversations within like language justice and language work. Um, so I definitely recommend to check them out. Um, I've only been a few episodes in, but I really liked it. I've heard of that one. I remember it. That's awesome. Rafa, what do you got? Uh, nothing new. I've been listening to old playlists. Wow, you sound like me. Someone named Dad just followed me on Twitter, so I think I found my husband. Is he going to get you those AirPods? Dad. Shout out. If you know any uh, Sucrose supporters that want to buy me AirPods, that's my main goal in life right now, and it's not going so well. Um, What's on your old playlist? All of my old Who the Fuck You Gots. Okay. We love some clarity. Eh? Siri says, uh, I, so Siri hold, heard me say all of my old who the fuck you got. And she said, I won't respond to that. <laughs> she has some boundaries. I'm sorry, Siri. No problem. Girl, she's scary. Um, Pretty boy Aaron, comb my hair. I thought that he was being dramatic, just like I thought about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But they know their worth, and it's pretty fucking good, and I love it, and it's the best song. I'm ready for more right of now. his songs to come out. Shout out to you for also being on Lyrical Lemonade. That's pretty dope. Um, nothing but continued success to you all. Um, as I played on our Instagram Live earlier, I've also been listening to... Um, I don't know much about the artist himself. I've been listening to a lot of um, J Balvin and Bad Bunny, of course. Um, Ugly God dropped a new album listened to the first track of that that was fun i was wondering where he was it turns out he dropped an album the next week i was like cool mm. um and then a little bit of afro b i really like joanna it's fun fun summer vibes um and then uno by amb J. I don't know much about him but the song is catchy as hell and i enjoy it it has a little cumbia flair to it and the cumbia queers also drops a new mm-hmm. project it's really good and it's pretty fun it has a lot of spooky sounds and i kept I thinking love of pat it. yeah i have um, it on my um my los spookies inspired playlist it is very that so check it out if you're into all those goodies lots of great music and stuff dropping right now um so check all the things out y'all um that wraps it up for us here at the colores radio don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media subscribe and leave us a darn review like go to apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us we'd love to keep growing so please share it with everyone you know tweet us or just hit us up we love hearing from you all you can now find and check us out on our website thecoloresradio.com i'm serious if you do want to book us there's lots of events if you're th- throwing a latinx thing hit us up you probably need someone like us there make sure it's actually supportive of latinx people and people doing the work out here um so that goes for beyond these upcoming months but just in general if you want to fly us out to perform something we can do that too i'll make rafa rap and he loves when i do that um we could not go on without your support come out to our events support our poc businesses uplift our guests tell everyone you love to follow us at the colores co if you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Rafael Tamayo. 
Our intern is Daisy Rincon. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecoloriscollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening, for rocking with us, for supporting us, and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Bye! Yo. The, the, the Colores Radio. The, the, the Colores Radio.